Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Latest de- uh, developments with Idalia uh, now downgraded to a Category 2 as it you know, uh, spins across the top end of the uh, uh, of the panhandle there. Uh, it's over uh, Tallahassee right now. Uh, it was a Category 3 as of uh, about 20 minutes ago, but now, again, it's been downgraded. Still a very bad storm, still lots of destruction. Uh, we send our thoughts and prayers out to Florida. Uh, DeSantis has been exceptional once again in this situation. Uh, the last time they had a... Uh, they had a major hurricane, uh, famously, and, and this is really what brought him to national attention. This is before the whole Martha's Vineyard thing, uh, where unlike uh, somebody like, let's say, Ray Nagin, uh, DeSantis had uh, a whole bunch of stuff uh, set up to rock and roll once the storm had passed, uh, folks to work on the power lines. Uh, trucks filled with gas. He's doing. He's playing by his own playbook. Doing the same trip. He's got uh, all kinds of trucks filled with gas, so that once the storm passes, these trucks can rock and roll and get the get the uh, service stations filled up, so there won't be any problems getting gas. And one of the things that you saw in the wake, uh, and I, I've already forgotten what the name of the uh, of the hurricane was uh, that uh, was a year or so ago. Don, do you remember? I, I've already forgotten the name of that thing. Ian. Ian, Ian, when Ian, uh, in the wake of Ian, uh, if we're going to, let's get political and racial here, because everything is political and racial today. Huh? Most of the stuff that I have to talk about is racial and woke and, and political. But a, a lot of African-Americans uh, in Florida who, in, in any other situation, with a less than governor, probably would have seen their own communities destroyed by Ian. Or the damage would have been significantly more. Uh, one thing you saw in the wake of Ian uh, was a lot of African Americans coming forward and saying, "Hey, Governor DeSantis rocks and roll." We, I think, we had people, if I remember correctly, we might have had some folks that were interviewed at that time who actually had survived Katrina and had moved to Florida. I remember seeing a couple of folks. I'm no longer in New Orleans because of because of uh, Katrina. Moved to Florida for whatever reasons. And uh, this guy did it right. <laughs> you know, we had, we, we, we had access to utilities fairly quickly. Uh, we had gas in our, in our cars. We had food. We had supplies. They were talking him up. And this is when DeSantis is, in, at, 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 is at his best. This is, uh, he is a kick-ass governor. He, he has not yet been able to translate his rock star status as a governor uh, whether you're talking about border issues, whether you're talking about uh, uh, CRT, the tranny crap in the schools, uh, you know, whatever, getting the porn books, the porno books out of school libraries. As the governor of the state of Florida, he has been a freaking rock star. He has yet to translate that guy onto the uh, the national scene, as far as I can tell. Because on the national scene, he comes off kind of wishy-washy, frankly, and overprepared and stuff like that. Uh, he's a young guy. I, I've been saying for a while now, he, he, he really jumped the gun here. He should have skipped this presidential cycle. He, he should have done what Christy Noam is doing in South Dakota in that she is absolutely committed to being a kick-ass governor of that state. Which she is doing. You've probably seen the ads on TV where she's wearing the utility belt and she's, you know, trying to, uh, she's connecting with folks in that regard. She's really kind of doing the same thing for her state that Ron DeSantis has been doing for his state up to this point. And she's also young and can wait this one out. Doesn't mean she wouldn't take a cabinet position if it were offered to her by what, who, if it's Trump or whomever. I'm sure she would. She has said as much. But right now she's focused on her own state. DeSantis, I think, would have been better or would have done better to forego his presidential ambitions at this particular moment, especially with all the weird crap that's going on, and just continue to be an ass-kicking governor of the state of Florida. 
because uh, he's just for whatever reasons, and I'm not exactly sure why it is. I, I'm a communications guy. I'm, I'm, I watch him, and I'm trying to figure out why is the guy in Florida not translating to the stage, the national stage, uh, in this primary season. What's breaking down here? And I, I have to say it feels like a, a factor of being either genuine or not genuine, genuine because on the national stage, he just feels scripted, again, wishy-washy, milk-toasty. Uh, when he's uh, standing in front of the governor's emblem, uh, you know, having a presser for whatever situation it may be, whether it was the fallout from Martha's Vineyard or it was Ian or what have you, there are very few governors in the state that can touch him, man. I mean, the, first off, the the help he's given Greg Abbott in our state uh, in regards to illegal immigration has been superb. It's been exemplary. It, it, working with these governors of these other states that are truly having some major issues like we are here in Texas with having a freaking open border. But he just hasn't been able to pull that off on the national stage. Still, he's the only guy within range of Donald Trump, if you consider uh, Donald between, what, 40 and 60, I guess it's 60 now roughly, and DeSantis is still in the 20s. But still, everybody else, if they're, if they're you know, if they're racking up points at all beyond the single digits, are are nowhere close to what DeSantis is doing. So I I don't know. We're in an election season that is impossible to predict. But I do think that DeSantis, in other words, DeSantis could have waited this one out. DeSantis didn't need to get involved in presidential politics at this juncture in his professional political life. I don't believe. And frankly, the best presidents have classically been governors. They're people who know how to what? Govern. That's why Donald Trump has done so very well, because uh, Donald Trump is a billionaire businessman with uh, countless companies and employees that he has to deal with. Arguably, he knows what it's like to govern in the free market system. And so governors, you know, Bill Clinton was a governor. They kind of go into the race with that cred on their resume, but sometimes, I, and this is my opinion, maybe you agree or disagree, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Sometimes you're, you're better off staying in your current situation that you are excelling at and letting all the other people butcher each other on the presidential primary trail, let all your other your colleagues go after Trump or you know go after Biden or do whatever they're going to do, and you just continue to be focused on your state because I think that resonates with people. Then, and I guess you know it's it's the, it's the allure of politics. It's the it's the the allure, the drug of history. And I want to be a part of that. I want to carve out my chapter in the history book, so I'm going to run for president. But I think, especially if you're coming up on a contentious election like what we're involved in now, I mean, we don't even know if this freaking election is going to be freaking legal. Step, step back and, and, and wait it out. You're a young guy. you got plenty of time to run for president. After you've gone as far as you could possibly go as the governor of Florida, or the governor, this is speaking in general terms, governor of whatever state. If you're kicking ass as a governor in your state, I think Abbott knows this. I think Abbott understands. I, I fully expect Greg Abbott to run for president at some point. He's not as young as DeSantis, but he's still a fairly young guy. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if eventually, when, frankly, the governor gig is up, you, you'll see Greg Abbott, and then Greg Abbott can run on his resume as a very successful governor during very difficult times. So, I don't know. We'll see. But... Point being, you know, DeSantis is really rocking this whole situation right now, and that's what we love about him. 210-599-5555. We'll take a little break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back 21 minutes after 9. Talking about Ron DeSantis and uh, Adalia again. It's been downgraded to a Category 2. Still a very powerful storm, though. What are your thoughts? Here's Johnny. Johnny, how you doing, man? 
Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I was wondering if there's a successful businessman that has a great company and everything, why would he get into politics? Because all the media and all the people up there in Washington can do this to Mr. Trump. How can they do it to anybody? Well, you, I, me and I agree. I, I was talking yesterday that this has a really chilling effect on people who will seek higher office in the future, whether they're folks in the free market uh, like Trump or, or they're folks uh, from within the political system. I mean, you know, they're, they're trying to destroy the man's life to keep him out of the Oval Office. Why would you run for president in the United States of America unless you're you know, carrying the water for the orthodoxy there on the left. I mean, I, I think there's probably a whole bunch of people who ordinarily would, would want to run for higher office in this country that are going to say, no, forget you. It's not worth it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, right. That's all I had to right. say. Okay, man, thanks for the call. 210-599-5555. Still, we, you know, I'm 22 minutes into the gig, and I haven't hit the important story of the day. Hurricanes, schmurricanes. What about the size of a freaking Whopper, man? What about the size of, you know, a, in fact, it's a, there's a Florida connection because a, a judge in, in Florida, in Miami, has ruled that a class action lawsuit can proceed, which was brought forth by a bunch of people who have noticed that the Whopper in the, uh, the advertising images is not quite as big as the Whopper you actually get. And they want lots of free money for their pain and suffering. And a judge has determined that, in fact, their claim that a photograph of a Whopper uh, offered by Big Mac or Burger King is, in fact, 35% larger than the Whopper you will actually be handed at Burger King. Right. That's been going on for a long time, man. Uh, <laughs> have you seen a Big Mac lately? Okay. Is this not... I, I will mention this. I got some other thoughts. Is this not a first world problem, man? Most people are going to dine on mud cakes today around the world, all right? Most people are thankful on planet Earth right now if they get an eyedropper full of water to quench their thirst. You know, they're, they're, they're licking snails for nutrition all around the world. And our burgers aren't big enough. The burgers just aren't as big as the ones in the picture, man. It's called marketing, baby. It's called advertising. You didn't know that? They're acting like they didn't know. You ever see the uh, advertisements on social media for Hooters? Yeah, there's a size difference. I'm just saying, if you took James a couple of seconds to get that one. No, I got it. I just had put my head down. Just can't believe I went there. Yeah, because well, I'm just saying. Last time I was in a Hooters, well, like size... The, the size was a, 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 there was a little smaller than what I expected. Size matters. Go ahead. I'm just saying. You know, I, I here's what my issue. I, first off, I'm not a big Burger King guy. I don't do a lot of Burger King. I can't remember the last time I got Burger King. Predominantly, it's for me. It's you know, it's Chick Fil A because that's Jesus food. We we do McDonald we do McDonald's every now and again McDonald's but not as much anymore. Uh, we we used to do Whataburger. We don't do Whataburger as much anymore. But look at the just the purely fast food joints. Here's my beef. Get it? Get what I did there? That's why I get the big bucks done. Don Morgan, uh, you dink. You know I, I'm just okay. I, I my complaint isn't that the pictures might make the food look a little better than the food actually is. Do you know how freaking expensive it is right now to get fast food? Yeah, it's not. My cheap. God, man! Yeah. Value meals are now like nine dollars. We went. I, I remember we went to Wendy's a couple of months ago, and I, we hadn't been to Wendy's. We just wanted some freaking variety, man. So we went, let's go get some square ass hamburgers at Wendy's. And for you know, there's four of us. It was like sixty bucks, man. What? It was. We all got value meal or the meals, the combos. Yeah. So I, I mean, when you gotta, when you gotta hold off on fast food for Christmas Eve, you know, to make it special because it costs so much freaking money. Yeah. My God, that's my concern. I don't care how big the damn hamburger is, as long as it's you know price appropriate. Sure. 
But, you That's know, why we, we got I got paid yesterday. That's why we went to Chick-fil-A. Oh, <laughs> what'd you think? I got Chick-fil-A yesterday. We got Chick-fil-A for the whole family unit because it was special because it was payday, man. It's like forty dollars. But did I don't you, mind because it goes right into the hip pocket of Jesus. Did you try the pimento? Let me tell you something about that. Oh. I wanted to. I, I, did, I want I forgot. I'm going to start a class action lawsuit against Chick-fil-A. Well, I, I would, but they're Jesus food, so I'm not going to, you know. Can't sue but Jesus. Can't sue we, My wife orders everything online. She's one of those people now. She's got an online order, and then we can drive, and they just bring it out to you. Okay, my wife loves that crap, all right? Doesn't, go the, doesn't do the drive-thru anymore. So when we went to order the food, because they have this new pimento cheese sandwich that I wanted to try. I talked about it yesterday. Right. Well, they, you couldn't order that on the online app. So I'm like, well, I guess they didn't release it yet. Then my happy ass goes to Chick-fil-A, and I'm surrounded by photographs of the pimento cheese chicken sandwich. It was available, damn it. Just and I just couldn't, I couldn't find it on the app. And so I just got an ordinary Chick-fil-A sandwich. There's people there. I had to go in and get some mac and cheese for my daughter. And I go in there. There's people. Oh, I'd like the pimento cheese chicken sandwich. It's all new and special and fancy. And I, I just got screwed. Yeah. I'd already ordered. I couldn't get. I got a spicy deluxe. <laughs> now there's a class action lawsuit for you. You got a dangle of fancy chicken sandwich in front of me with pimento cheese and jalapenos. And, and did it? And seem, I can't get it. And did it seem to you as you were standing there that those who were able to get that sandwich were mocking you? In, in their own way, they, they were. Did, Look did at that guy. He tried to it. order online. Couldn't get it. Nonverbal mocking. It's the this, worst. And this Gen Z idiot just standing in front of me taking a big, mm, yeah. such good pimento cheese. Sucks for you. You couldn't get one. Yeah. Nah, it didn't actually happen. But couple in the corner, like, feeding each other the I, pimento I cheese felt the neg- yeah. I felt the negative vibrations right, okay. from people. Yeah. Just like the lawsuit for the Whopper. I'm going to sue. I'm going to give me a lawyer. I'm going to call the, the fours. I'm going to call the fours. But I still love Chick-fil-A because it's Jesus food. 210-599-5555. Anywhere. Anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Here's Doc 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Well, uh, for the rest of the show, all I have is bullcrap. And uh, our first uh, our first bullcrap story takes us to Colorado Springs, Colorado. Actually, you're supposed to pronounce it Colorado. I don't care anymore because I'm never going back there. Uh, and Colorado Springs, when I first moved to Colorado Springs, which would have been around 2002, um, it was still a very conservative town. Colorado Springs is a military town, and when I first moved there, it was uh, it was solid, you know, as far as uh, conservative, traditional values, pro military t- uh, place. It's all gone now. The whole state has just been swept uh, by Boulder, basically Boulder liberals and b- liberal policies. I mean, it happened fairly quickly. It can happen here too, and there there are folks who are trying to flip this state. I think Texas might be a little more difficult than Colorado. But point being, Colorado Springs might might as well be Manitou Springs at this point. (laughs) Might as well be Boulder or San Francisco or Austin. And we have a 12-year-old boy. His name is Jaden. And he uh, attends something called the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs. And one day, uh, little Jaden shows, he's 12 years of age, shows up at school, and he's got a backpack. And on his backpack, he has all kinds of patches and, I guess, you know, stuff sewn onto it, buttons. One of the patches of the many patches on his backpack is, in fact, the Don't Tread on Me flag, the Gadsden flag, which became a rallying cry during the, in a, in a very powerful image during the Revolutionary War. Don't tread on me. I don't have to tell you the history of that flag. You already know it. Just by virtue of the fact that you're listening to me and consuming talk radio. If you're a liberal idiot, the truth of it doesn't matter. And that was evidenced by a video of uh, little Jaden, his mom, and the teacher who yanked his ass out of class. It would not let him go back, go back into class without, with his backpack because 
that flag, which very obviously the young teacher had no clue that it was called the Gadsden flag, uh, flag, said it has its roots in slavery. The guy who designed the flag was a slavist. You have the audio from the because the mom must have been recording and the video went viral. Go ahead and roll some of that. He, I mean, he is able to go in. That- oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, no. Here we go. Beginning. Due to its origins with the root slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that is the reasoning behind how we came up with this. The Gansan flag. The don't tread on me. Okay. Which is the Gansan flag. Um, okay. So he, he, um, he, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He, I mean, he is able to go. I was actually just telling him, like, I'm upset, I'm upset that he's missing so much. Like, ah, so I asked him, can you just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? Like, I just want him to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got a patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. So we, we can't have that in or around other kids. Little booger eaters who probably have no idea what the flag means. They're obviously not learning about the flag in school. Um, the teacher, if you watch the video, and the mother is actually schooling the educator on the Revolutionary War, and, you know, this flag was a, was a message to the crown, this was a message to King George, as Trey pointed out, which I didn't even know, it's got 13 rattles, uh, the rattles of the snake on the flag has 13 rattles representing, obviously, the 13 colonies. There is absolutely not one aspect of that flag that has anything to do with slavery in america the part that got me was the teacher's response when she said we can't have that in or around other kids you're not making them eat it (laughs) you're telling me that the other kids in that class are going to look at that flag going you're pro-slavery you know what i mean yeah but it was just a reference to having it in or around of Around, maybe, but in, well, you know. Oh, in. Yeah. Oh, in them. (laughs) Oh, I just got that. (laughs) Why did you get to serve it up on a plate? You got to put it it in their gullets, man? What are you going to make them swallow it? What is this, a peanut allergy? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, it's a racism allergy, okay? Hey, there is gluten in that flag, pal. In or around kids. No nuts, no Gadsden flags. But what got me is, you know, and I know some teachers. One of my good friends is a teacher, and she's she's old school. She does it right. She's you know, but these younger crop of teachers, see the te- the the teacher I'm seeing in this video, is a product of the very same education system that that little twelve year old boy is coming from. They are indoctrinated into this crap. So it's it's Trey kept mentioning Goebbels. Uh, and, uh, you know, repeat a lie enough times, it becomes the truth. Uh, that's what you're seeing here. For this teacher, who who very obviously didn't recognize the name of the flag when the woman kept saying it, right? probably, obviously, didn't have any working knowledge of the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. because she's, it, you could tell she's trying to equate it with the Civil War and the Confederate flag, and, you know, in that... Yeah. Vain, which the flag has nothing it, to do. It, it Most of the colonists by... did not own slaves. They couldn't yeah. freaking afford slaves. No, but... A lot of the colonists worked their own land because they were, you know, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have slaves. Oh, the flag predates the Civil War it, by, by several decades. Yes. Yeah, so it... it's, it's laughable and, and sad at the same time. But, again, the, the, the bull crap is becoming truth. For that young teacher, it is a foregone conclusion that that is a symbol of slavery. And that if you fly the Gadsden flag in any way, shape, or form, it's because you want to bring back slavery, man. You know, why can't Johnny read, babe? This is why. Because of teachers like you. And I guess they kicked it up to a, a, an, a fit, or, you know, an administrator of some... I guess, has the kid been let back in class, I think? I believe yeah. he has. Yeah. And the teacher was claiming that it was district policy, not hers. That was well, what she said. It, th- that's yeah. the standard argument nah, these days. Yeah, not yeah, my yeah. job. It's not my decision. Okay. Don't, I don't get mad I don't at make me. The rules. I just enforce them. I just don't. Yeah. We're not allowed to promote slavery in the classroom, you know? You block, you stone, you less than senseless thing. Well, you know, 
to me, when you have something like that happens, and obviously she was misinformed somewhere along the line. Yeah. Um, she should, you know, A, do her research and use it as a teachable moment for the rest of the class. She's a teacher. Which is what Teach we, with Which it. is what, you know, and, you know, I was no straight-A student by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I can barely tie my own shoes. <laughs> Duh. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but any teacher I had would find an instance where you had this type of thing going on, turn it into a teachable moment. If, you know? if a and, kid comes up to you. And we you, were all better because of it. Well, Yes. It's called having a well-rounded uh, education. <laughs> if a kid came up to you and said, you know, what does that flag mean mm-hmm. with the snake on it? Right. Well, then you can, you, you don't want it to represent slavery? Well, it doesn't. Well, then explain to the kid, well, during the Revolutionary War, this, right. is the, the, this was the rallying cry of the colonists who were mm-hmm. fighting for their freedom uh, from the crown of England. I mean, that's, that's right. what it is. There's 13 rattles for the 13 yes. colonies. It right. flew on this boat that but, was given by this dude. But it doesn't matter. Any, the truth doesn't matter. This is the moment we're in. Right. This is our chapter in history, okay, where the truth is either going to survive or it's not going to survive. And right. if truth goes bye-bye, the whole idea of this country goes bye-bye. So, you know, I per, you know, perhaps she was just, you know, it's been incorporated into something that she doesn't agree with. Well, and, with, uh, you know, well, I, 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 and that's neither here nor there. That she should go back to the origins, origins. Well, of the sure. And, and I got to say, I, 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 Trey brought this up because I didn't see this, but I guess they went out and videotaped the uh, the teacher's car, and she's got all kinds of like political stickers on the yeah. back and stuff. So, right. you know, whatever. What up? San Antonio's talk station. People voice their opinions. You talk, we listen. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We're talking about this 12 year old kid in Colorado Springs got yanked out of class because he, he had a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. You know they they couldn't have handled uh, you know our backpacks and shirts in the in the eighties, man. What was that? There there was a a heavy metal song or an album. Uh, I blank like a beast. Do you remember what band that was? Does that ring a bell with anybody? It was a heavy metal band, and I remember a dude. I think it was Motley Crue. I remember dudes wearing I blank like a beast patches on their denim jackets in nineteen eighty four. Walking around high school, wasn't that they wasp? Have been able to, was it wasp? It was wasp. Yeah. I blank like a beast. Oh my yes, God. way to go! Boy. I think I made yeah. it into the yearbook, man. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have handled I, what we were wearing back in the eighties, man. Yeah. I hated that band, by the way. I didn't <laughs> I like thought, him either. Yeah, but I thought that was kind of funny. When you, <laughs> I blank like a beast. Yeah. You want to go out? Yeah. You want to go to prom with me? <laughs> See what my jacket says. <laughs> I'll meet you outside to, uh, under the bleachers. Um, well, you know, at some point, uh, 210 I was just thinking about this. At some point, Jesus himself will be pro-slavery. You know, can't you see that on the horizon? Because ultimately, that's what they want to do. Ultimately, it's not going to be about the Gadsden flag or CRT or making up U.S. history. At some point, Jesus himself will be a slavist. Well, you know, uh, uh, Jesus uh, was of the house of David, so he was related to Abraham, and Abraham had sex with Hagar, and Hagar was a slave. Ergo, thus, Christianity is pro-slavery. Did you know Levitical law says you can only beat your slave on Saturdays and only then if you pay the local priest $5? Christianity is pro-slavery. So are the Jews. The Jews love slavery, too. Well, I see your little fish sign on your car. You might as well have a bumper sticker that says, I support slavery. Well, when Moses parted the sea, it affected people of color, the Egyptians. It's, well, the Egyptians yes. were co- people of color, yes. you know, and uh, and uh, they they got swamped by the uh, Red Sea. Yeah, I'm just waiting for it. Moses had a white you know, beard, so it's very racist. You know, they want to. Well, you know what? I was looking at a Martha, this Martha Stewart story. Okay, Martha Stewart is is in trouble with the woke crowd because she's. For some bizarre reason, taking a cruise around Greenland, okay? Holy crap. I hope I hope I live long enough to take a cruise to Greenland. 
And she's sitting there on the you know on the, on this cruise on a big honking earth killing boat. And she's got a cocktail in her hand. And she says, is she caps she captions she puts it on X and she captions the picture. We actually captured a small iceberg for our cocktails tonight. Perfectly delivered Martha Stewart esque line, yeah? And she's got a cocktail tray there with a big hunk of ice on it. And all the, the hippies lost their minds, man. Listen to this. Then I'll, I'll tie this all together. Okay, just one example. I generally love Martha and the excesses of her life because she's about beautiful gardens, homes, and food. But wealthy white people drinking their iceberg cocktails while the planet is in flames is a bit tone deaf. She's not actually drinking an iceberg, you idiot. And, and the polar ice caps aren't melting anyway. And also, ha- they're actually increasing as far as what I've heard. Some of the latest research I've examined. But also, have you noticed that the word white in general now uh, is, again, a foregone conclusion. It's a bad thing. Like, whenever you you reference someone's whiteness, you are inherently saying something negative about them. Uh, But wealthy white people drinking their iceberg cocktails... And the people who have predominantly characterized uh, describing anyone as white as being inherently negative tends to be other white people. Honky liberals. Karens. They're the worst people in the world. Because the only reason they can't shut up about white people is because they want you to think that they're just a great damn ally to the black man, man. I'm an ally against racism because I know how how much white people suck. And I'm white. You know, it's that whole trip. It's boring. It's it's silly. What what the hell does Martha Stewart's whiteness have to do with her iceberg cocktail, man? She had to really piss him off and, uh, you know, uh, cube an orca and have it on a couple of toothpicks in her her iceberg. uh, Well, wait a minute. They don't care about the orcas because as long as the windmills are turning, it's okay. Right. Hey, I'm such made, a white guy. She made that money. That is her money. She earned she her earned freaking money. She can do what she wants with Did it. You, she's actually cool now. Did you ever think 30 years ago when the Martha Stewart thing was really tripping? Yeah. Or 20 years ago, however long ago it was. And she was really just about making housewives more interesting. That she'd be cool now. I love it. It's amazing. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I want to talk about a story that's getting a lot of play. Uh, Well, you know, depending on who you're listening to or watching or consuming as far as news. Uh, and I want to tie it into a general idea. This is a relatively new revelation I've come to in my mind that w- when you, and we, we've talked around the edges of this, but w- when you really talk about the Orwellian nightmare, and this stuff is fresh in my mind because I watched the, the 80s film version uh, with Richard Burton uh, over the weekend. Uh, it just kind of brought the story of that novel back to the frontal lobes there. Of my mind. And you see people whose personhood has been eroded, which is kind of the ultimate goal of, of the fascist state, is you need to erase the idea of the individual independent life. And in this country, that, that's at the end of the road, where, where everybody's dressing the same, wearing the same coveralls, Right. Uh, everybody's got the same short haircut, doesn't matter if you're male or female. You're, you're a drone, you're a thing, you're an object of the state. Uh, and the ultimate goal to is to have the state at the center of your freaking universe. And, and the only way you can achieve that, especially in a place like the, the United States of America, is you have, to, you have to erase the entire idea of personhood. And that's what you see... Classically, in any fascist state, whether it was the Nazis or the Soviets or North Korea, China, 
because anybody who has anything resembling independent thought uh, is a threat. Is a threat to that whole idea of the state being the center of your of your world, the sun of your of your galaxy, the end all be all. You got to destroy all these other notions, and it begins by destroying the idea of the family. Certainly, religion, faith, that stuff has to go bye bye. Uh, and and we're kind of we're seeing this, and, and so when, when we start talking about, especially trans issues, uh, you know, and and a lot of folks are are on the left are are really all about this stuff, and they're just swallowing this this poison wholeheartedly with their entire intellects and not questioning the idea of it in any way, shape, or form. And a lot of the folks who support this stuff, this radical agenda, whether you're talking about trans stuff or race stuff or what have you themselves as liberal progressives tend to be very flamboyant people, right? They're really into self-expression. <laughs> you know, I, I, haven't you noticed that, you know? I gotta be me, you know? Well, but at the end of the road of this trans trip and all this identity politics is really everybody being the same. Once you dissolve the idea of you being an independent individual person experiencing this life in this world uh, in your own peculiar way, uh, well, no, you're, you're not going to have the ability to be self-expressive. You're not going to be able to go down the street with any patches on your backpack or any stickers on your car if you even have a freaking car. At some point, at the end of this road, after you've destroyed the whole idea of independent thought, you're not going to be able to wear your dreadlocks or your funny wig to work. You're not going to be able to pretend to be a dog or anything else. It, I, I made the corollary or the correlation earlier between the border uh, of this nation and what's happening with the destruction of personhood. In that, if you don't have a border, you don't have a country. I, I absolutely believe that. It's true of the individual too. If you don't have some some borders, if you will, around who you are, I am a man. I am a woman. Uh, I am this, I am that, well, ultimately, you you don't give way to more self-expression. You give way to none, no self-expression of any kind whatsoever. And so a lot of the people who are on this trip and think that this is uh, the future of America really have no clue that they are setting themselves up to be a freaking drone, indiscernible from anyone else. (laughs) <laughs> by design. And and we have an example of this with uh, the sorority at the uh, University of Wyoming. We, we have a class action suit, a lawsuit, uh, that was uh, that's made its way through the court system uh, in Wyoming. It made its way to the uh, bench of Judge Alan Johnson of a district, uh, the U.S. Uh, district court in Wyoming. Because the sisters at the Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority at the uh, University of Wyoming, six of them to be exact, uh, are suing to have one of their sisters removed from the house. Because she's a dude, <laughs> identifying as a woman, uh, and uh, once he started living at the dorm house he started doing some really skeezy and creepy stuff like watching, uh, allegedly watching uh, young ladies walk out of the shower. Uh, several These six girls, uh, these six young ladies have, uh, have claimed that this 260-pound 6'2 man named Artemis Langford is very obviously and apparently makes it a point to let you know he is attracted to women, despite the fact that he's wearing a dress and eyeliner and all that crap. So they wanted him out of there because he's making them feel very uncomfortable. At least one of the sisters claimed he had sexually assaulted her. And Judge Alan Johnson has ruled against them and dismissed the lawsuit. Uh, His reasoning is that in their own charter... Uh, it says that uh, all are welcome, all women are welcome, women and women, people who identify as women are welcome in this sorority. That's true. This dude, living as a woman, how I, don't, I was never in a fraternity, so I don't know exactly how it works, but went through the whole process of being chosen 
and accepted into the sorority, even though he was a man. They're complaining about his behavior after that. But the judge, again, Judge Ellen Johnson, stated he can't define a woman and we're not going to do it here. Uh, that is the argument. Uh, let's see. Kappa Kappa Gamma is a single gender organization comprised of women and individuals who identify as women whose governing documents do not discriminate in membership selection except for requiring good scholarship and ethical character. And uh, the uh, judge went on to say that uh, when he was asked by their lawyers, I guess, to define a woman, he refused to do that. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, where it is? Well, anyway, it, it, all that matters is that you know the judge was saying, well, I'm not going to define a woman here, and this is something that we're seeing more and more of, in that to define a woman biologically and, frankly, scientifically uh, is to uh, diminish the idea of trans self-identification, and he can't have that, so he can't define something that we all know and something that is observably true, that there are, in fact, two freaking genders. And so this lawsuit was, uh, was uh, dismissed. Uh, so this dude, this horndog of a dude, this fat a-hole who has wormed his way into the sorority house, uh, just so he could skis on on young college girls, I guess, uh, will be allowed to stay and live there. Now, again, we're seeing cases and stories like this every single day in this country at this point. Yeah, And most of us, you and I, because we're reasonable thinking human beings, know how freaking absurd this is. And most of us have agreed with the concept that, and Trey's been saying this for a while, that we're erasing women. It's true, but in the trans trip, we are erasing women. That's true in in sports, uh, in locker rooms, in what the very notion of being a woman is. I mean, a guy could just now claim he is a chick, and, you know, he gets to uh, claim all the victimhood stuff and, you know, pregnancy stuff and period stuff that a that a biological woman would claim. You're also erasing men, though. You're, you're erasing the idea of the masculine man. And I'm telling you, it, it's really not about, it's beyond gender. Because now we have people identifying as freaking animals. I, I was looking at a story or watching a story, I think on the, the Five last night, where somewhere in England, I think there are people who live as freaking horses. They buy horse costumes. We got the now infamous, I think, Korean guy who spent like $20,000 on a freaking dog costume so he could run around acting like a freaking dog. Now, at the front end of it, you may think that this is about, in some bizarro universe, people being themselves. I got to be me, baby. I got to express myself and what my true identity is. But that's really not what's at play here. I'm telling you, at the end of this road, what you actually have is a destruction, the destruction of what it even means to be a person. And ultimately, that is the goal. That's the goal. And uh, and also, I think, normalizing absurdity and getting people to agree (laughs) to some really uh, screwed up absurdist uh, ideas. Go with Elvis. Elvis, how you doing? Morning. Right, what are you hey, thinking? Uh, I would think all I'm thinking all the girls would have to do is drop their charter, reissue their charter, and no one over five foot eleven is allowed <laughs> in their thing. It's not breaking it down to gender. It's just saying if you're over five eleven due to safety concerns and they don't really have to say right. what those safety concerns are, are not allowed. No. And then vote on the charter. He wouldn't have a majority vote. He's out. I, I, I think that with this yeah. ruling, though, they're they're already kind of screwed from from bringing forth any additional lawsuits. I, I got to run. Thanks, Elvis. We'll come back. Mike, hang. Is this Mike the trucker? Mike, if, uh, oh, another Mike. If you could hang on through the break, we'll talk to you when we get back. Talking about a sorority that wants to get rid of a fat, horny dude pretending to be a girl so we can watch him go in and out of the shower. Judge dismisses the lawsuit because, uh, you know, it's unfair to actually identify what a woman is. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550. KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. 
Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. I'm Sean. Hi. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We're talking about the sorority, uh, uh, six sorority girls who wanted to sue to have a dude, in a, a fat dude, by the way, in a dress, removed from their sorority house because he was skeezing on them. Judge dismissed the case. Uh, I believe we are seeing the destruction of personhood itself. Here's Mike. Mike, how are you? Hey, uh, hey. if I was any better, I'd be a twin, brother. Excellent, man. I got on this uh, he she issue, I found something on uh, Facebook. I thought you could use a chuckle. What's that? Uh, this one one of these he she's goes to the doctor, and the doctor says, "Sir, I got your test results," and it responds and it says, "It's madam." Well, madam, you have prostate cancer. <laughs> a rare occasion when you can make that funny, right? Right. Well, ma'am, you have testicular cancer, and uh, you know. I agree. Hey, Mike, thanks for the call. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, you know what? I don't care what you think. I misgender people left and right, man. I misgender the hell out of people, baby. I, I'm sorry. If you a dude, you a dude. I might call you sir or brother. If you're a chick, I don't care if you got a, you know, fake mustache. And don't they have like, like, like stuffed socks now that uh, these people can like shove down their pants? Or they're tucking and jiving. Either way, I misgender people left and right, and I don't care what you think about that. How does that make you feel? Okay. 210-599-5555. Uh, also, uh, sororities. You know, I, I, my kid got graduated, uh, like you, as you know, uh, last spring with a BA, a Bachelor of Fine Arts. She's an actor. Yeah, amazing actor, too. I'm really proud of her. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm so glad she had no desire to get into the whole fraternity sorority trip, man. I, I, I'm so thankful. Anybody listening who has a kid in a sorority or a fraternity, you know they're having orgies, right? You know they're binge drinking themselves into a coma state. They're, they're absorbing the alcohol through their very skin pores. And they're having crazy sex parties. You're spending tens of thousands of dollars a year to put your kid through a major university just so she can join a sorority and have sex parties. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I just, I never, I was never into the whole sorority. I mean, I, of course, they didn't, they don't offer, off, they don't offer any sorority or, well, I guess, fraternity membership when you're going to a community college, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, is that terrible for me to say that I'm glad my kid didn't go sorority, but I am. <laughs> like I was really you know what you know what ruined the whole sorority fraternity trip in America? Can I be honest with you? Uh, you know, apart from letting the odd skull and bones uh, member uh, uh become president, it used to be sororities and fraternities, you know, they were they were more like uh, I don't know, the Elks Club. They're trying to they're like more like Freemasons. They were trying to produce, you know, decent human beings. And then in the 70s, 1978, Animal House. Animal House was released. I knew you were going to say And that. Animal House ruined the American fraternity sorority system forever. Because, you know, once Jim, uh, James, uh, John Belushi became a zit, you know, uh, then uh, the, the whole idea of being in sororities and fraternities came, became about partying your ass off and causing trouble. And then in successive generations of frat brothers and sorority sisters got to out-party each other. It's a great movie, don't get me wrong. I freaking love that movie. But you know that when that came out, it, it set the metric. It set the standard for young people's behavior in those organizations. And your little precious has probably been to a few sex parties as a result. Would, How does that make you feel? I would say that movie lowered the standard. because Well, of, yes, <laughs> for human behavior. <laughs> yes. And then all the nerds were like, well, heck, I can get into a fraternity. Uh, yeah, well, you know, your you, you little cherub uh, at that expensive university is probably rolling around her own vomit right now. It's 1026 in the morning. They're just rolling out of bed if they're rolling out of bed at all. Because your kid was at an all-night sex party at a sorority. 
I am. I'm so glad my kid didn't have any. My kid was artsy-fartsy, right? My kid's whole view would have been, I'm not going to go hang out with those uncool sorority chicks. I'm an independent thinker. I'm an artist. So I just had sex parties with artists. I'm kidding. I'm just saying, if most people knew how their kids are living in college, you'd never let your kid go back to college again, man. James, you went to college. Yes. Did you have some parties? You go to some parties? Yes. Of course you did. But the fraternity was not in the family budget, so my parents told me no. (laughs) (laughs) It's why you turned out to be a relatively decent human being as a result. Because those people live like animals, man. Get it? Animal house. (laughs) Dork. Here's uh, Keith. Keith, how you doing? I would never join any fraternity that would have me as a member. First of all, I think those people identifying as animals should just identify themselves as animal scat because that's what they are. (laughs) They're animal. (laughs) They're critter poop. They're scat people. But but that's not what... That is not why I called. Um, it seems to me that with all this gender, not being able to identify genders, that any kind of discrimination litigation going forward should be thrown out if a woman is claiming that she was discriminated against because she's a woman. Ugh. I think uh, that's, that's where they're going. Yeah. Like, nobody should be able to sue under those circumstances. That's, it's a precedent now. I appreciate the comment. So, you know, all you other sororities out there across the country, prepare to have, you know, Bluto Butarski uh, sitting on your couch. In a dress, checking out your boobs. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Smartphone or a smart speaker? Smart listener. When you stream us. Streaming radio now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. That's cracking up, man. It's back to school time. All these people post on Facebook, they're sending their kids back to campus. And I'm like, do you have any idea how your kids are living in college right now? I'm talking about sororities and fraternities. Oh, good. Your kid's back on campus for the semester. They can go back to their drug and alcohol-fueled sex parties. Yeah. I've heard they eat human flesh. Uh, I love the pictures where they they have them in their dorm room, and everything's perfect, you know? They're wallowing in their own filth on the floor, you know? Little touches of home all over the place from mom and dad. Pentagrams and blood drawn on the walls. They clean that stuff up before they take the photograph from mom. Yeah, don't forget that's a long weekend coming up. That's not going to last till Monday. Here's little Karen in her dorm room. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. (laughs) She smudged the room, you know, to make sure the spirits... And then, you know, the next day... Kids rolling around their own urine on the floor there. Right. (laughs) What did we do last night? Oh, God. Do I have class? Anyway. It's Slipknot (laughs) blasting out of there. Slipknot. It's like a goat's head on a pike, you know, in the the room. What was that band that... Gwar. Gwar. What were you thinking? Gwar. No, the one that Glasgow used to listen to all the time. What the heck was the... I don't know. Oh, man. Sucking chest wound or something like that. No. Pitbull daycare? Pitbull daycare. (laughs) You know, that's what your little sheriff's doing. (laughs) They're liberal arts major. Yeah. It was very yeah. funny watching Glasgow rock out to shows back then when he was well, really young. It was very I'm, funny. I'm just saying yeah. your child who seeks their Ph.D. in political science is listening to Slipknot right now, naked, right. with about 90 other people in a, yeah. under a bleacher somewhere. All right, 210. bong the size of the Goodyear blimp. I just, I'm saying my kid got through four years, and I don't think about it too deeply. You know what I mean? I don't think about it. You know, you I don't need to know, baby. I don't need to know. All right, 210-599-5555, 210-59, they eat human flesh. Well, you know, cuts down on the carbon footprint there of the sorority. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Now, black people. Uh, so I, uh, I, I, one thing I picked up on, and we're going to play some audio. We, we talked earlier in the show about this 12 year old kid at a school in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, wore a patch on his backpack of the Gadsden flag, the don't tread on me flag. But before we get there, James found this audio and it's going to be fascinating. 
you probably noticed, and this has got a lot of politi- political people on the left you know, and in the, of the swamp, you know, really shaking in their boots, because that mugshot, um, we're seeing an increase on social media of black people. In fact, I've seen about four different videos from black women uh, who are, are looking at what's been going on since Biden's been in office. They're remembering how, what their life was like uh, under Trump. Trump, uh, as a president, uh, did a lot of cool stuff for various African-American organizations. Uh, we now know, and we knew at that at that time that the economy, when he, uh, you know, loosened up the wheels of the economy uh, and rolled back some some taxes, some regs, that while black people had more jobs, uh, Hispanic people had more jobs, the gender formerly known as women had more jobs, uh, and now they're looking at their neighborhoods. Their neighborhoods are addled, are just riddled with crime. The, the crime is off the charts. There's no jobs. The economy sucks. Uh, they're they're still being told by Democrats that you, you just vote Democrat, we'll we'll take care of you. And yet they're seeing the results of those policies, and it's yielding them nothing. In fact, quite the opposite. I think a lot of black people are waking up to the fact that the Democrat Party has been using them for several generations. And then you put out the mugshot, and you make Donald Trump an outlaw. <laughs> And by that, I mean in the Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings idea of the outlaw. Now, suddenly, Donald Trump is anti-establishment. Now, Donald Trump is being railroaded, just like I was. Not not me personally, but I, I've seen black women, especially in black people, in these TikTok videos and online videos saying, they're doing to him what they've been doing to me. And, and the numbers, uh, Joe Biden is losing African-American support almost on a daily basis, and it's going to Trump. Now, as far as the kid with the Gadsden flag, uh, James said you you found a video of, what, a, a, an African-American dude yeah, reacting to that. One of, like, there's three or four three on or YouTube, four. but here's one. Let's go ahead and roll that. What happened there? Oh, there it is. Got it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, first of all, this young man is a hero in my book, standing strong, standing firm, and you know he must got good parents because the boy got his shirt tucked in, looking good, going to school, standing up for his rights. He's lit, the the teacher, he's a kid and he's smarter than a teacher. Do you know why he's smarter than a teacher? Because these liberals are complete idiots. (laughs) The boy gets in trouble for wearing the Gatson flag with the snake on it. Don't tread on me. This fool. Let me me pull up the clip. You should get fired over this. This fool says, oh, it's about uh, uh, slavery. (laughs) These white liberals, boy, I swear, God is my witness. White liberals are some of the most disingenuous people on planet Earth. Quit trying to play Captain Saber for black people. Well, you know, he's not, a really, he's not really a black guy. I mean, he may look black, James, but he's a token. He's a house slave. Okay, he's not really. Because if you don't support Joe Biden, you ain't really black. Oh, by the way, the very same people think you're too stupid and lazy to get a photo ID to vote. <laughs> the, the same people. Yeah, the, the white liberal in that video and the white liberals across this great land of ours. All right. They think you black people are so stupid and slow that they you, you shouldn't have to take tests in school. Hell, you don't even have to show up. In fact, it, you black people should just go riot and loot, you know, and take whatever you want because you got to come. You deserve it because you're so freaking oppressed and stupid and inept. I mean, it, black people are waking up to this idea. I think a lot of Hispanic people have already woken up to this idea because you know what you know what a lot of I look, most of my world Don Morgan is one of the few honkies I actually know in my world right now, okay? Most of my world is Hispanic and they tend to be what? Okay, they tend to be traditional Catholics who who base everything on the family. They're very conservative people. They they that community also has been told for several generations, you better vote Democrat. Stay on the plantation, stay on the reservation there, the political reservation. And I think a lot of African Americans are waking up to this crap going, wait a minute. These people think we're hard. They think we're that stupid. I'll tell you who's waking up are, and I've seen uh, more statements and videos and, and folks from 
from black fathers who who are saying, I, I am raising my son or daughter to to be an independent thinker, uh, to do well in school, to work, uh, to be responsible. And the honky liberals are putting out the message that it's the exact opposite. Don't try. There's too many odds stacked against you. You stupid. You know what? You can talk ebonics. You know we're not. The English language itself is racist, so you you don't you can talk however you want to talk. And more black parents are waking up, going, "Hey, I don't want you teaching that crap to my kid." And that's what I heard from that video. You know, these white liberals are are teaching my child false history. There's nothing about slavery or racism inherent. The only way they can make the argument that the Gadsden flag itself is racist is that they have to say the guy who designed it, I guess, owned slaves. Well, it was an era of slavery, and a lot of people owned slaves. Uh, And America was kind of late to that party. Pretty much every nation on planet Earth that had ever existed before America owned slaves, had slaves as a natural and expected and normalized phenomenon as barbaric and horrible as it sounds to us now. And actually, if you want to compare and contrast the history of America, America only had, we only had slavery as an industry, as a phenomenon in our culture for really a handful of decades. Until you get to the Civil War, now we have the after effects of Jim Crow and all that, but really our history compared to your, any European nation, any African nation, most nations around the world, we're a blip on the radar. So the, you, you're dealing with nations on planet Earth right now that had slavery for centuries, yes. for freaking yes. centuries. And it really wasn't until jolly old England <clears throat> uh, started doing away with slavery that uh, uh, this practice uh, was frowned upon, and certainly in America's quick history, we actually dealt with slavery fairly quickly. We had a freaking war over it. And so, yeah, it's bad history at least. So anyway, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Stay out of backups and jams. Get the latest traffic and weather together throughout the day. San Antonio's News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Yeah, people forget that crap. This country is 247 years of age. We've been slave-free for about 150, 160 of those years. But, you know, it's Sean, Newstalk 550 KTSA. Phone lines are open for the final few moments of the program. The program. It's 210-599-5555. And the other part, the the thing that galls me about all this crap about, you know, and again, predominantly, yeah, honky liberals, although a lot of African-American progressives and liberals, uh, you know, are all about this stuff and. It, they they see an episode of the Dukes of Hazard, and it's just basically a a, a fifty five minute advertisement for slavery. <laughs> you know? We if let me tell you, if if you're a, a progressive honky liberal and you're monitoring this broadcast, or just a liberal in general, why do you support slavery? I mean, you do. If you support our current border and immigration policies, you support slavery. You do. <laughs> you, you can't really get around that. Because the trafficking of human beings, as everybody learned from Sound of Freedom, uh, is a big old industry right now. You've opened up the uh, floodgates and given safe passage and safe harbor to slavists. To people who abduct other human beings, whether they be fully grown-ass adults or children, and they sell those humans into active slavery going on right now. So uh, if you think Greg Abbott is heartless and a bad Christian, and uh, anybody who wants a strong border in this country is just uh, the worst person ever, and they don't care about human rights, and they have no soul, like this is all rhetoric, rhetoric we've heard, oh, well, they got blood on their hands for like trying to close up the border, right, because people die trying to get here. 
crap. You support slavery. See, a lot of people love to talk about slavery from the 1850s and 1860s, uh, and that's their big cause, and that's why you need reparations, and that's why that's, that's a, one of the cornerstones of the modern orthodoxy of the left in this country right now. They, they love to glom on to historic slavery because, well, it doesn't require anything of them. They don't have to be active in today's world in any way, shape, or form regarding actual slavery that's going on right now as you and I speak. They can offer up fancy-schmancy opinions on, uh, yes, reparations. And, you know, black kids shouldn't have to uh, show up on time to their jobs or school because of slavery and they were so freaking oppressed. I submit that you not only don't give a crap about slavery and the practice of it, you are actively supporting it if you support the immigration policies of this country right now in the year 2023. How does that make you feel? Well, I guess that means you, in fact, have blood on your hands. Well, is this upsetting you? (laughs) You feeling weird all of a sudden? Because everything I just told you is absolutely freaking true. See, in order for you to continue to wave the flag of your great allyship with the black man and you're fighting uh, the, the effects of systemic racism born out of slavery and Jim Crow, how does it feel for someone like me to point out to you, first off, that you're absolutely full of crap? And secondly, by virtue of your support of this administration and Alejandro Mayorkas and anybody else uh, regarding the, the national security of this country, how does it make you feel to know that you are actively supporting slavery? Because you are. <laughs> and if you aren't, please explain to me how that's so. You know, I mean, that, that's the great farce of this whole conversation. You think in the state of California, where they never had slavery... The black people should get millions of freaking dollars in a state that is teetering already on economic collapse because of your fancy and insipid thoughts on slavery, which have absolutely nothing to do with the here and now. Why do you support slavery? Okay, you you got to reconfigure history and rewrite historical realities to make the Gadsden fly itself supportive of slavery, and yet you, by your votes and your support, you support slavery every single day of your political life here in America. Hadn't thought about that, had you? Okay, here's Mark. Mark, how you doing? Hey, love your show, brother. God bless you. Hey, uh, speaking of modern-day slavery, doesn't AOC own a Tesla? And I'm, I'm not... 100% sure because I mean you can't believe what you see on you know YouTube or anything right. really but I'm pretty sure there's uh, cobalt mines and lithium mines in the oh, yeah. Congo and in the Congo California right yeah all the electric vehicles and doesn't California want everybody to have an electric vehicle that's right so I, well you need slave labor slavery. to get the batteries there that's right so if you're Isn't driving a, you're driving weird. an EV you're supporting slavery you are there's 500 Excellent pounds point. of lithium 500 pounds of lithium in most electric vehicles and if you watch these videos, and if these videos are true, like I said, I've never been there, so I can't confirm it. But I've Joe heard Rogan no, I've like heard that, that. I've heard that. Yeah, the Congo, they use slave labor. Yeah, I appreciate. It. I gotta go, man. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey. Where spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Because these liberals are complete idiots. <laughs> Quit trying to play Captain Saber for black people. <laughs>